had a busy morning so far. We had a great time in praise and worship. And this is the fifth Sunday, so this is Baptism Sunday. So right after service, we're going to have baptisms. We're excited about that. And we just had baby dedications. So we just dedicated uh, some children. It was four, right? Four, yes. Four children to the Lord today. It was awesome. If you're interested in dedicating your child, just contact us. You can email us at info at newlifemobile.org and find out more information when we'll have our next baby dedication. But, man, we had an awesome time, and I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord with you this morning. Amen. Amen. We're in the middle of a series that we started last week. We've dubbed this year uh, as faith, uh, as the year of faith. And we talked about it at the beginning of the year that throughout the whole year, we may take a few breaks here and there, but we're going to be talking about faith. And so we're right back in faith school for week two. Last week, we talked about faith to speak, that we have to have faith to speak out to God and cry out to God. God, these are the things that I'm believing for. These are the things that I'm trusting you for, and I'm not going to be afraid to speak out. Amen. So I would encourage you, if you want to go back, you can listen to that. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our uh, Spotify. It's on Spotify on the podcast. Or you could download our app and listen to it on the app as well. All the notes from this sermon and previous sermons are on the app as well. So that is a resource for you to take advantage of. But today we're going to move forward in week two in our journey in faith school. Are y'all ready for it? Let's do that. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord God, for the, the children that were dedicated today. I thank you, Lord God, this will be a moment that they will remember forever. Lord, we just thank you right now for your presence that is so tangible, it's so real, that, Lord, that we can tap into your presence at any moment and receive from you. So we just pray right now that in this moment we receive from you. Speak to our hearts clearly what you would have to say to us and speak directly to situations that we may be facing, Lord, in areas that we need wisdom, give us wisdom. And I thank you for it right now. We thank you for the Holy Spirit to descend upon us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to keep going in this uh, discussion and these talks on faith because I'm telling you, faith is the catalyst for everything in your life. Everything that you do is determining, dependent upon your faith when it comes to the things of God. Because we know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't do it. You can't please God any other way but with faith. And when it comes to our faith, we shouldn't be surprised when it's tested. You should not be surprised when your faith is tested. But it's amazing that so many believers, when their faith is tested, they feel like, oh, my goodness, what in the world is going on? How in the world can the Lord allow my faith to be tested? Don't you know my faith is strong? My faith is too strong for the Lord to be testing me. The Lord knows. I yes, but we shouldn't be alarmed or we shouldn't be angry or afraid when our faith, faith is tested. In fact, in James chapter 1, verse 3 through 4, it says this. For you know that when your faith is tested, so that let us know right there, our faith is going to be tested. For, when you know, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for, we, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. In order for your faith to make it to the end, you're going to have to learn how to endure. So it shouldn't be any surprise when your faith is tested, but realize this is that your faith is being tested, tested so you will learn how to endure. Because if you don't learn how to endure, guess what? You're not going to make it. Your faith won't last the test of time if you don't learn how to endure. Because when you learn how to endure, 
then this amazing thing happens. It says at the bottom of the verse, it says, then you will be complete. You will be complete, perfect and complete, needing nothing. What does that mean? That means you become content. Because you know, like, hey, I don't care what the enemy throws my way. My faith has been tested, but my endurance is there to endure. I'm going to endure until then. And a lot of Christians, what we need is endurance. We need endurance. Amen? I know I need endurance. For the things that I walk through, I was like, God, please give me the endurance to endure. If you want to make it to the end, you have to endure. Endurance isn't something that naturally comes, that comes naturally to us because what we desire is comfort. And when you think about trying to endure something, you think about a marathon. The hardest thing about a marathon is training for it. The race is a little bit easier, but the training for the marathon, that's the hard part. Because you know, man, I have to do all this stuff to build up and to build my endurance in order to finish the race or to complete the race. And, but we don't like to, to train for it because we want to be comfortable. Ooh, that's too much work. It's hot outside. That means I got to start eating right. That means I need to, to, to get proper rest. And I have to, man, that's too much. I'd just rather just sit here on the couch and watch TV because it's more comfortable to do that than to train and prepare ourselves for endurance. But when you want to endure, you have to realize that sometimes it's just going to be a little uncomfortable to your flesh. To your flesh, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. But to your spirit, man, it's everything that the spirit man craves. Because the spirit man is saying, I want to grow stronger. And the only way that you can grow stronger in your faith is to allow your faith to endure. Amen? When I think about all the things that I endure, it's also an opportunity for me to draw closer to God. And not only for me to draw closer to God, but for God to reveal himself in a different way and for God to display his power. When we face trials and we walk it through things that we have to endure, it, look at it as an opportunity for God to say, let me display my power in your life again. Let me show that I can come through for you again if you endure. But that's the key. You have to endure. Because if you quit and give up, guess what? Then you would miss the opportunity for God to step in and intervene on your behalf simply because you didn't want to endure. But we have to learn how to endure. And so you, I know you're probably wondering, so what are we talking about this morning? Last week we talked about faith to speak. This week we're going to talk about faith to walk. Faith to walk, or in other words, faith to keep walking. Faith to keep walking. And we're going to camp out here in Acts chapter 20, verses 18, 18 through 24. And this is Paul speaking. I know we referenced Paul last week. We're going to reference Paul again this week. In verse 18, it says, when they declared, when, we, when they arrived, he declared, you know that from the day I set foot on the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears, I have endured, there's that word again, I have endured the trials that, have, that came to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus. Verse 22, and now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. That's the future, ain't it? That's encouraging. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus 
the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. And there's three things in here that, that stood out to me that Paul mentioned that's going to help us. And I promise you this. If you do these three things that Paul mentioned uh, in those verses we just read, if you do these three things, if you apply these three things, I guarantee you, you will have faith that will keep on walking. You would have the faith to endure. You would have the faith to make it to the end if you do these three things. But guess what? It's all up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to God. It's up to you. You have to make a decision that I'm going to apply what I'm going to do, whatever it takes, because I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to have the faith to keep walking no matter what, I, what comes my way. Amen? The first thing that I realized here that you have to have in order to have faith to keep walking is this. You have to have a predetermined heart and mind. You have to have a predetermined heart and mind. What does that mean? You have to predetermine in your heart and mind, I'm not going to quit. From the beginning, you have to say in your heart and your mind, no matter what comes my way, there is no turning back. I'm not going back to that old life. There, there, that, that is non-negotiable. That is not an option. I'm predetermined in my heart and mind, I'm going forward. I'm not going back. I'm going to continue to press forward. Because if you don't predetermine in your heart and mind that you're going to keep moving forward, guess what? Every little thing in the road is going to trip you up. Every little bump in the road is going to trip you up and cause you to go backwards. Because you didn't predetermine in your heart and mind that, you, that hey, I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to have the faith to keep walking. Paul realized this. Paul said, you know what? I don't know where the waste be except the Holy Spirit tells me that jail and suffering lie ahead. That lets me know right there that he predetermined in his mind, I'm going to keep walking. I know what awaits me, but I'm still moving forward. He predetermined in his heart and mind that I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to have the faith to keep walking. And you have to determine in yourself, I'm going to do just that. It's, it's, quitting is not an option. How many of you are tired of that old life you used to live? Why would you want to go back to that? Why would you want to go back to that miserable life? That at one time, oh, it might have been fun for a little bit, but at some point you got tired of that life. And then that's when you say, you know what? I need to follow Jesus and surrender my life to him because life has to be more than whatever it is that I was doing. But guess what? If you don't predetermine in your heart and mind that you're going to keep moving forward, guess what? You'll find yourself slipping back to that old life. A little bit of time after time, a little bit, you'll find yourself slipping on back. You have to predetermine, I'm not giving up. And there's a difference between having your faith shipwrecked and your faith going through trials and difficulties. Some people allow their faith to be shipwrecked. You know what that means? Shipwrecked means it's, I, I'm all over the place. God, I'm mad at you. How did you allow this to happen? I trusted you. I prayed for this, especially when it comes to things that are dear to our heart, like the death of a loved one. Some people allow a death of a loved one to shipwreck their faith. They were once pursuing the Lord. They were following the Lord. And, Lord, how could you allow my mom to pass? How could you allow my dad to pass? How could you allow my cousin, my brother, sister, or whoever it was dear to you? How could you allow them to pass? And it totally shipwrecks their faith. And then because they hadn't predetermined in their heart and mind that they're going to move forward, it takes them out. And they're fed the shipwreck. Now, there's another side to that. Shipwreck and going through trials and difficulties are not the same thing. We all can expect to walk through trials and difficulties, but it shouldn't shipwreck your faith. We all feel those things. We all feel the emotions. Yes, there's sadness and there's, you might have questions if you lose the, the life of a loved one or, 
or other traumatic experiences that we face in life. Yes, you may question, you may feel things, but it shouldn't shipwreck your faith. It shouldn't cause you to say, God, I, I, I tried you, now I'm going back the other way. You know, some people treat God like this, like a restaurant. You know, I'll just try it out and see how it goes. I'll just give it a try just to see how it goes. God is not a restaurant that you try out. You have to say, God, I'll put my, I'm all in. I'm all in, God. If you want to make it, you want to have faith to keep walking, you have to tell God, God, I'm all in. Like in poker. When you play poker and you get down to the, to the to, you got a hand that you know, oh, I'm not losing this hand. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm putting everything. I, I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to put my house on mortgage because I know I can't lose. Don't do that now. I'm not. <laughs> but, but y'all see what I'm saying is that when you know that you have a winning hand, you're all in. With God, we have the winning hand. God is the trump card. No matter what it is in life that we walk through, we know that when we surrender and we're all in with him, he's going to give us to the faith to keep on walking. But you have to predetermine your heart and mind that, guess what? I'm going to have the faith to keep walking. No matter what comes my way, what am I going to do? I'm going to keep walking forward. Don't allow the enemy to shipwreck your faith. Amen? That's the first thing. You have to have a predetermined heart and mind. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to move forward. Second thing you have to do that I noticed from Paul in, in Acts chapter 20, you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. He leads us into all truth. In John chapter 16, verse 13, it says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the, about the future. You can't say you're in tune with the Holy Spirit and constantly fall into the same cycles and making the wrong decisions that keep you from walking in faith. I'm going to say it again. You can't say that you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, yet you keep falling into the same cycles and the same, making the same wrong decisions over and over Again, because when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit leads you into what? All truth. He doesn't lead you into all wrong decisions or all bad decisions. That's your flesh leading the way. So that lets me know if you keep finding yourself in the same cycles and you find yourself making the same, how do I keep getting into these same wrong relationships? How do I find myself back in these same old predicaments? It's because you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. You're in tune with your flesh. You're in tune with your emotions, where your emotions and your flesh is leading the way. But when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, don't go there. That, nope, don't go left. Go right. Nope, don't, don't, don't go right. Go left. Nope, nope, nope. Keep going straight because the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. And when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, you may not know all that the future holds, but guess what? You know that he's going to lead you into the right, to all, right to all truth and down the right path. So I don't know what all my future holds. All I know is this, that I'm going to be in tune with the Holy Spirit, and he's going to give me the directions as I walk. But you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't, your flesh, your emotions, are always, your feelings, they're going to always dictate your decisions in your life, and you're going to always find yourself frustrated. Why can't I seem to get over this? Why do I keep making this? Because you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. You have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You want to have the faith to keep walking into the end? You got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't, your flesh is going to dictate the way. Paul was in tune with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit revealed some of the things that he would have to endure. 
You see, he didn't, he didn't tell Paul everything they would have to endure. He just said that jail and suffering, well, I had, we know that Paul was shipwrecked. Paul was bit by a poisonous snake. He was thrown in jail. He was beaten, thrown out of cities. All these things have happened to him. But the Holy Spirit revealed a little bit about the future. But because he was so in tune with the Holy Spirit, he said, you know what? I'm going to keep moving forward because I know he's not going to steer me astray. He's going to steer me right into the place where God has for me to be. If you question your future like, God, I don't know what my future holds. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Get in tune with the Holy Spirit. He will direct you exactly where you need to be. But if you don't, guess what? You're always going to be confused. I don't know what to do. Why can't I seem like I can't figure out what's going on? Because you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. You have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Paul was a person that he said, you know what? I'm going to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And the one thing I love about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit brings a level of accountability. The Holy Spirit brings a level of accountability. Because when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you when you get off course and you'll feel that check. Ooh, I know I'm off. Why? Because it leads you into all truth. And it checks you and say, that attitude, that's wrong. That, that decision, you may want to think again. That relationship, you know that's not right. Get out of it. But, but our flesh and our emotions come so strong, we're like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm going to just see how it goes. Okay, we'll see how it goes. But the Holy Spirit will never lead you into a place that's not truth. He will never lead you into a place that's not truth. And one of the reasons that people don't like to speak about things that the Holy Spirit spoke to them is because this one thing, it brings a level of accountability. So if I tell you something, this is what I feel like in my heart the Holy Spirit has spoke to me, and I share it with you. And then later on in life, or a time goes by, and you see me doing something contrary to what I spoke to you, you could come back to me and say, hey, what did, didn't the Holy Spirit, you said the Holy Spirit spoke this to you? And then I could be like, oh, 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 and, and the conviction hit me and say, you know what, the Holy Spirit did say. But you know what's easier? To not speak anything and say, you know what, I don't want people to come up to me asking me questions about what the Holy Spirit said, so I just keep it to myself. It's easy to just keep it to myself so that way I don't have to be held accountable for what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. So I just try to bury it on the inside, but it makes you miserable. Holding it in makes you miserable because you know that, that I know the Holy Spirit spoke this to me, but instead of speaking it out by faith and having someone that can hold me accountable to it, I'm just going to bury it and keep it to myself. It's going to eat you alive because it's not, you're not walking in tune with the Holy Spirit. You're walking in tune with your emotions and your feelings. The Holy Spirit says, I want to be the person to help you to a level of accountability by being in tune with me. So it's right. If, the, if you know that God truly, I'm not talking about this. This is, I, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to just say God told me this when God didn't really tell you this. But when God truly speaks to you about something, share with another brother or sister. In Christ. It's like, this is what God spoke to me. So there's a level of accountability. So they can come back and say, so I remember you was telling me about this. How's that going? And that, what happened? It gets you back in tune. Because you say, you know what, the Holy Spirit, I, I forgot about that. I need to get back in line. I need, to, I need to straighten up and get back. But you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit if you want to keep walking to the end. You want to have faith to endure and walk to the end, you got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Amen? This is the third and final thing that I noticed from Paul. In order to walk, have faith to walk to the end, you have to have purpose. You have to. You have to have purpose. 
In order to walk in faith, you have to have purpose in front of you because purpose is what motivates you to continue to endure and walk by faith even when you feel like giving up. If you don't have purpose in front of you, quitting is easy because there's nothing to look forward to. But when you know that God has placed purpose in your heart, you say, you know what, I got to do whatever it takes to fulfill the things that God has destined inside of me and called me to accomplish. I'm not going to stop. Paul was determined, I'm not going to quit. I know jail and suffering lie ahead. I know that, hey, that doesn't sound like fun. But because I'm so full of purpose, I'm not going to quit. But you have to have purpose. Paul was so in tune to purpose that he didn't let anybody distract him from what God, God called him to do. So we just read what he just said in Acts chapter 20. The next chapter over in Acts 21, let's read what the people told Paul when he told them that I'm leaving and I'm going. This is what they said in Acts chapter 21, verse 10 through 4, 14. Several days later, a, name, a man by the name of uh, Agabus, was, who also had the gift of prophecy, arrived in Judea. He came over to, and took Paul's belt and bound it with his own feet and hands with it. Then he said, the Holy Spirit declares, so shall the owner of this belt be bound by the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem and turned over to the Gentiles. When he heard this, we and the local believers all begged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. So Paul just shows them, Paul told them in the, chapter, in the verse earlier, I am bound by the Holy Spirit to go. He said, my life is worth nothing unless I, unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. That's what Paul just said. My life is worth nothing. I have to finish this work. That, and now the next chapter over, we beg Paul, don't go. And it said they brought a man that was prophesying, prophesying that the person that's, that, that this belt belongs to will be bound by the Jewish leaders. Don't go. They beg Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. Verse 13, but Paul said this, why all this weeping? You are breaking my heart. I am not only, I am not only to be ready to be jailed in Jerusalem, but even die for the sake of the Lord Jesus. When it was clear that they couldn't persuade him, we gave up and said, the Lord's will be done. So what does that mean? Paul says, I don't care what you say. I'm going to finish what God has placed in my heart because God has placed purpose inside of me and it's not going to stop me. And they realize that too. Well, we can't stop them. So they, they say, you know what, let's stop trying to persuade him because he's made up in his mind. He predetermined that I'm going to do what God has called me to do. When you have a predetermined mind and you're in tune with the Holy Spirit and you have purpose, those three things will keep you to have the faith to keep moving forward. But you need all three. Paul had all three of those things. He, was, he said, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in this thing. I'm, in it. I'm, not going to, I'm predetermined. I'm going to accomplish the work. I'm going to finish the work. I'm going to be in tune with the Holy Spirit because there's purpose inside of me. And there's three things that purpose offers. It offers this. It don't necessarily mean you'll get it, but this is what purpose offers. This is what purpose offers. The first thing purpose offers is passion. Purpose gives an opportunity for you to be passionate about the things of God. That's what it offers. It don't mean you'll get it, but it offers that. But when you truly connect and you start pursuing the purpose that God placed in your heart, it brings a level of passion on the side of you that you can't even contain it. There's this man that I know, he preached here, uh, Mr. David Jones, he preached here. I, when I think about passion, I think of him. If it was, you know how people say, if, the, if you look up the word passion in the dictionary, his, pic, his picture will be next to it. Because every time you talk to him about what he's doing, oh, I'm fired up for the Lord. 
and it and it's the and it's not fake, it's not phony, it's a genuine, sincere passion on the inside of him that is contagious. Because when you get around him, you're like, I'm passionate, I don't even know what I'm passionate about, but I, I gotta do something. Because he's got so much passion on the inside of him that it just explodes out and it just and it just goes on everything he touches. Passion. But purpose offers passion. If you say, I don't have any passion in my life, it's because you don't have purpose. If you want passion in your life, you want to be passionate about the things of God. Well, I was passionate about the things of God at one point, but it seemed like my fire just burned out. It's because you have no purpose. You want some passion? Get some purpose. Purpose brings passion, vice versa. And fan, uh, fan it to the flames of that passion. Don't let that passion burn out. Don't di- get discouraged by the enemy when he tries to throw roadblocks in your way. Oh, I see you trying to pursue that. Let me throw a little roadblock to kill that passion. No, no, no. That should let the passion burn even brighter. Because when the enemy tries to throw things your way to stop you, that should let you know one thing. There, God is up to something for the enemy to try to attack me, to keep me off from what God is doing in my life. So that means that I just need to pursue even harder. But we take the approach that, oh, this is too hard. I need to just back off because it was easier before I start pursuing this thing. You're right on the edge of a breakthrough when the enemy attacks you just the most. Because he's like, he knows that if, he, if you could just turn that corner and you could get past this obstacle, then you're just right on the brink of a breakthrough. But we look at it as, oh, this is too hard. Oh, I didn't sign up for all this. I didn't know it was going to cost all this. You mean I got, whoo, I, ooh, mm, it was easier back then when I was doing what I wanted to do. I'm going to go, I don't want to go through all this suffering. Well, that's up to you. That's your choice. What else the purpose brings? It brings passion. It also brings focus. It brings focus. When you're focused on purpose, you don't have time for distractions. Matter of fact, you actually look for distractions. You say, you know what? I'm so focused on what God has called me to do that distractions stick out like a sore thumb. I can notice distractions just like that. Like, you know what? That's a distraction. I'm not even going to give my time to that. And, and, and sometimes distractions come in the form of opportunity. You know what? I have, hey, brother, I see that you love the Lord. I have this opportunity for you. Oh, really? Distraction. Be careful. Distractions sometimes come in the forms of in the form of opportunity. So everything that is a great opportunity is not necessarily the Holy Spirit leading you to all truth. So that's why you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit to say, is this an opportunity that you want me to pursue? And if you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, it'll be quick and easy. Yes or no. It, you may need to pray, but sometimes you don't even need to pray. It's just no. Nope. Immediately. A lot of things I don't need to pray about because I'm in tune with the Holy Spirit. And I'm, nope, that's not it. Okay, then I don't need to pray about it. Because there are certain things that I remember this one opportunity that was presented before me. I was so excited about it. We had a lunch meeting and he, uh, the pastor laid out all these things that, that he wanted me to do. And I was excited. I was like, oh, this is, this is great. This is awesome. And he said, like, I need you to research for it and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll get back to you. So we start, I start researching, and I start getting um, more information about it. And, but the more I did it, I realized I'm not really passionate about this. Like, I don't, I don't think I really want to. This is not really something that I feel like the Lord is calling me to do. So I prayed. I was like, God, if this is you, I'll do it. I, the, I'll turn my heart. I'll change my attitude. I will seek you till you give me the passion that it is that you need for me to do. I'll do it. But you know what? The, 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 the opportunity never came up again. He never mentioned it one more time. 
And it was a clear indication that, yes, it might have been a great opportunity, but it wasn't the opportunity for me. That could have been for somebody else, but it wasn't for me. That wasn't what God had for me. But we could get so caught up on opportunities that we're waiting on it to come, and God is like, that's not the opportunity I have for you. But you're still waiting on something that's not even yours. That's for somebody else. And we could get bound and locked into that thing, waiting to, to, for it to happen. I'm just waiting on my opportunity. But God said, I got so much other things for you to do, but you so locked in. What is that? That's a lack of focus. For when you have purpose, it causes you to focus in and to lock in on what God truly has for you. And you say, I'm so focused on this, and nothing going to distract me. Paul said, I know y'all doing all this weeping and crying and prophesying, but I know what God placed in my heart, and I'm going to do that because that brother was focused. Amen? Third thing that passion offers us is fulfillment. I'm sorry, purpose. Purpose offers us fulfillment. You want to be fulfilled? Get into some purpose. I'm telling you, there's no greater fulfillment than to be used by God. That is, oh, I'm telling you, it's better than apple pie and ice cream. It's better than a steak and potatoes. I'm telling you, you want to be used by God? Boy, I'm telling you, that is the greatest fulfillment that you can ever experience is to be to pray with someone and see them get uh, receive salvation or to walk with someone through a difficult time or to just give an encouraging word to somebody. And you walk out of that, man, I feel good. I just and they were doing bad and I prayed with them and now they're encouraged. Boy, when you get used by God and you lock in the purpose, there's a fulfillment that the world can't even offer. It, it can't even contain. And Paul realized this is that I want to be fulfilled. So guess what? I'm locking into my purpose. The reason you don't feel fulfilled is because you don't have purpose. If your life feels meaningless, if your life feels mundane, if your life feels like it's not exciting, nothing goes your way, it's because you're not fulfilled because you don't have purpose. And this is not an attack on you. I'm just trying to encourage you this morning, get some purpose. Find you a purpose and run towards that because until you do that, you always feel unfulfilled. Nothing just seems to work out for me. I, I can never find anything that I, I'm just really, because you lock in the purpose. Purpose is the key. If you don't have purpose, you won't have the faith to walk. If you lack purpose, pursue the Lord until he drops something into your heart. And, that's, and it's your responsibility to continue to pursue, pursue that purpose, to allow it to continue to grow and to grow. See, God will drop something in your heart, but then he leaves it up to you to continue to pursue it. He'll give you a vision or he'll give you a dream or he'll give you a desire to do something. But then he'll say, now the rest is up to you. I've shown you I'm leading you to the truth. You just have to continue to pursue it. Now, to see, that's another level of responsibility and accountability that we don't like. But God, you're supposed to make it clear. You're supposed to open. He's like, yeah, but you need to do the work to do it. You need to keep I'll open the door. You have to walk through it. God, there's so many doors open in front of us that God is just, I'm just waiting for them to walk through it, but they, they just moving, they just dragging their feet. So I guess they keep dragging their feet until they realize I'm waiting on them to walk through it. And we're praying, God, open the door. Open the door. Doors wide open. We right here in front of it. I don't see it. Where's the open door? I don't see it, God. Where is it? It's right there in front of you. Just walk through it. But you have to determine in your heart, I'm going to have the faith to keep walking. I'm going to, whatever it takes, predetermine in your heart and mind, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to make it until the end. I'm going to endure until the end because you have to predetermine. That's the first thing. Before anything, you have to predetermine. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to let 
the enemy just throw things my way that always trip me up because I'm tired of seeing believers get tripped up by little trivial things. Soon as someone's smiling, if I, oop, I'm going in this relationship, and then they're getting tripped up. What, what is that? How you get tripped up by what's going on? Just, just one little smile at the face. Hey, oh, oh, how you doing? Purpose gone, bye-bye. You all over. It's like, yeah, we laugh because it's true. We see it happen all the time. What's such and such? Well, they must be in a relationship. We don't see them no more. That's usually the first thing that happens. Usually, it, or something must not be going right in their life. Because they're walking through something, so they disappear. But you have to predetermine in your mind and your heart, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to let anything trip me up. And I'm telling you, I'm predetermined in my heart and mind. I don't care what the enemy tries to throw in my way. I'm not giving up. You say, well, that's pretty bold because I've already determined. By faith, I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to accomplish everything that God has for me because I've already predetermined in my mind. There, I'm, I know what that old life is like. That ain't no fun. I'm not going back to that old life. I'm going to keep moving forward. Not only that, but I'm going to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me into all truth. Holy Spirit, I depend on you. Every day I wake up, I say, Holy Spirit, lead me today because I don't know what to do, so I need you to lead me. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth each and every day. And the last thing, I'm going to lock in the purpose. I'm going to lock into purpose, and I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to be focused on it. I'm going to allow it to be passionate about my purpose. I'm going to be focused on it, and I'm going to allow it to fulfill me. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, you do those three things, you will have the faith to walk, and you will not give up. You will not quit, and you will look up at the end of your life when you're standing before God, and you say, good job, well done, my, my faithful servant. And you're going to see, uh, cry tears of joy because you didn't give up. Because you didn't give up. What was the person that stands before God and God says, I had so much for you to accomplish, but you just gave up? Ooh, I don't want that to be me. Or I had so much for you to accomplish, but you didn't do it, so I gave it to somebody else. Because that's one thing about God. If you don't do it, he'll give it to somebody else. He will. He said, well, I gave them the opportunity to open the door for them. They didn't walk through it. I'll just give it to this person because they walked through the door. Don't let that be you. Lock into purpose, predetermine in your mind, I'm going to make it all the way. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'll give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. You online, don't give up. Keep walking. Keep pursuing the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to trip you up. Amen? Amen. Before we close today, I just want to give an opportunity for those of you in the room or watching online that you don't have a relationship with the Lord, but after this message, you realize, man, I need to make that commitment, that decision that I need to pursue the Lord. I need to follow him. I need to come in right relationship with him. Well, guess what? Today is the day for salvation for you. And I believe that the Lord is speaking to your heart. I don't have to try to beg you. I don't have to try to plead with you. All I want to do is just give you an opportunity just to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So I'm going to just ask everyone in the room just to bow their head and to close their eyes. No one's looking around. This is not a moment to embarrass anybody. This is just a moment to connect between you and God for allow the Lord to do a work in your heart. If you're in the room under the sound of my voice or you're watching online and you say, I know that I'm not in right standing with God. I know that I don't have a personal, personal relationship with God or maybe you followed the Lord and you pursued him at one time, but you allowed the trials of life or just life got in the way and when you realize, man, I stopped pursuing the Lord and I need to come back to him. I need to, to recommit and make a fresh commitment in my relationship with the Lord. Maybe that's you. 
whether you're on the first category or the second, you never, never had a relationship with God or you want to come back to a right relationship with God, I want to pray with you this morning. And if that's you with no one looking around, I just want you to do this one thing. I just want you to slip your hand up. And I want to pray with you. If you want to come into a right relationship with God or return to God, just slip your hand up. I want to pray for you. This is just a moment between you and God. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to ask everyone just to place their hand over their heart and have everyone just repeat this after me. You online, you can repeat this as well. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this moment because this is my moment to surrender my life and to declare that I will serve you all the days of my life. I lay down my life. I lay down my sin. I lay down my pride and shame and I give it to you. And I pray in the return that you fill me with purpose, that you fill me with your joy and your peace. And I thank you, Lord, that you give me the strength and the faith to continue to follow you all the days of my life that I will endure until the end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord another hand clap of praise this morning. For those that made the decision to follow Christ, if you're online and you made that decision to follow Christ, please let us know in the comment section. Just, you can just type in, I made a decision, or you can email us at info at newlifemobile.org. Let us know that uh, you made the decision to follow Christ. We love to follow up with you and pray. And if you're in the room and the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, uh, let's connect. On the back, it says, I made a decision. Just fill that out and you could drop it in the offering bucket on the way out as we do offering, and we would love to connect with you and pray with you during the week as well. Come on, one more time, let's give it up for those that made a decision to follow Christ. Faith to keep walking. Keep walking, y'all. Make it uh, a commitment in your heart. I'm not going back. I'm going to keep moving forward. Amen? Amen. Before we dismiss you guys from online, I want to give you an opportunity to give for those that are uh, prepared to give. There's a couple ways that you could do that. You can go to our website at newlifemobile.org. On the homepage, there's a tab that says Give Online. You can click that or you can download our app. You can give on the app or you can mail in a check or money order to our address that's on our Facebook page and our website as well. But we want to pray over the offering for those that are prepared to give, and then we'll disconnect with you guys from online. Lord, I thank you for those that are prepared to give today. I thank you for the tithe that's coming in, Lord God, and the offering. I pray that you would bless it, that you would stretch it, that you would anoint each and every person, Lord God, with the ability to prosper, Lord God. I thank you right now that there's no lack, there's no need, that you meet all their needs, that you provide for them. I thank you for bonuses and raises, unexpected sources of income are coming their way. Blessings on their home and their family, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in with us this morning. We love to invite you to come out this Wednesday. We're having our first Wednesday service, but it's a vision night where we're going to share some of the upcoming things that we have in store for the fall semester. So we love to invite you out this Wednesday, August 3rd at 6.30 p.m. in the sanctuary. You're more than welcome to invite. Come here with God is doing at New Life Church and how you could be a part of that as well. We want to encourage you. Bring a friend if you decide to come. Come bring a friend. Let them hear what's going on as well. But we love you guys. Hope you have a great rest of the day, and we will see you Wednesday at 630. Amen.